Listeners, normally we open this show with some repeat of our witless banter while we all get our equipment set up, but this episode will begin on a more somber note. Last week, George Close Jr., friend, extreme experienced co-worker, and fellow racer, passed away from a tragic fall while showing some of his friends Garden of the Gods in Colorado Springs. He was one of the most helpful people you would ever meet. His family described him as someone who lived life like it mattered, and to be honest, if you ever met him, you'd agree. He spent years on the track racing his spec Miata with both NASA and the SCCA, and he lived his life to the fullest. He had a huge impact on everyone he came in contact with, including my junior ROTC cadets last year when he worked with them. He's going to be missed dearly. There is a GoFundMe page set up to help his family with expenses, and the link is in our show notes. Welcome to Everyone Racers, a show designed for the world of low-dollar racing and oddball car culture. It doesn't matter what kind of La Champ or track dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate. We even think you drifto hella flush folks are, right? As long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussion, tips, tricks, news and notes from the world of low-buck racing, and if you're lucky... Chrissy will give you just a tip. Everyone report to the paddock. This is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. And I'm mental. I know I'm reading. Sorry. <laughs> and we are everyone. Sound like you don't know what it is. What, what do I say here? I don't know. I, I know what I say. I don't have as much hands. Throw it on the floor. <laughs> Uh, we are Everyone Racers. Thanks for coming back and listening to another Gold Rush episode of our podcast. Um, Welcome to episode 49. Eureka. I, I wish I knew a 49ers chant. Um, let's yeah. begin with what you're working on. Shall we, uh, shall we begin with me? I can start because yes, I have a you short go, one. You yeah, go first. What are you working on? <laughs> so uh, it was the lovely and talented Jennifer, my wife's last weekend of freedom and birthday weekend uh penn state began classes this week it's silly week and her two-hour commute began uh typically uh 90 minutes averaged 210 this week so pretty bad thing so last weekend there was shopping and house cleaning and we went out to dinner and stuff um i did get a chance to clean and organize the garage so that was pretty exciting what how no did you Yes, there is really? a, there is a, of, is there like a tiny path instead of a no, no path no. now? It's like a four tiny and a half foot path. <laughs> How much? A four and a half foot path. Wait, from not the front wide. Back. Long. No, why? Why? It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, six, it's six inches. It's six it inches. Is. It is. It's tall. <laughs> a four inch person. I, I hung it's stuff off the ceiling. It's a cave now that Fantastic. you can kind of crawl That's why it's only four inches tall. Yeah. It's a hot hole. Let me tell you, the metal guy was very happy this weekend. I had four sets of Miata control arms. I had disc brake calipers from the Avalanche. There was probably like, they're big. They are big. I had uh, at least six uh, rotors. It was, there was a lot. Do the scrap? Right. I, I don't have that time. Okay. I, you don't have a truck to bring scrap, it there. I, I to bring it there either. Scrap isn't that uh, good right now. He'd probably get like twelve dollars when he was done with it. I like oh, I like going scrapping. It's fun. No, I wouldn't yeah, even know where with to all the, here. Yeah, the tariffs uh-huh. and all that kind of crap. I think we're gonna start seeing an increase back in the prices. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. So uh I'll also mention that I did some toe pig shopping, 
we can discuss that at a later date because I know we got a lot of things going on. And uh, my mutts had a doctor's appointment because when we were at the race, they spent 48 hours in the puppy hotel and they caught the kennel cough. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, I have the black lung. I know. It was, oh. It's bad. So, Mental, what are you working on? So, just this past weekend, had Drive Strong at Atlanta Motorsports Park. I had uh, two female soccer players and a recovering cheerleader in the BMW. And then, uh, turns out, they were all friends. And so, every time we hit a cone, it was uh, some poor kid named Mercer's fault. They all knew Mercer, and they hated him. So, oh. yeah, we were the anti-Mercer car. This weekend, got coming up. Having a uh, instructor's meeting tomorrow night. And I just made contact with... My uh, student for the weekend, he had a 610 area code on his phone number. And I called him and said, hey, you're you know, from Philadelphia, Reading area. I've got some friends out of Birdsboro. We do a podcast. He goes, ah, I just moved there. I live in Austin, Texas. So he's driving in from Austin, Texas on that. And the big news is, is this past week, I got the gas tank for the Plymouth Champ. Steve, the dishwashing fairy, managed to find it in a scrapyard in Idaho. So it cost, ridiculous. Me, it cost me $5 more to ship it than it cost for me to buy it. But I got a gas tank for the champ. Ha! Yay. Yay. <laughs> cool. I don't what, know. Is it now just a like a big paperweight or are you going to actually put it in? Oh, eventually, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put it in. Oh, okay. <laughs> just yeah. making sure. And, ma- and a cool maybe only ornament. light things on, only light a few things on fire in the process. That's good. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Nothing I can't put uh, out. That's good. Have the hose. Oh, Chrissy. Uh, Let's do Chris next. Oh, Chris, what you working on? Oh, I, oh. I did some painting going in, in order. the house. Yeah, painting in the house. Uh, put, hung the TV on the wall with a wall mount I ordered a year ago that I finally got up. Uh, installed more upper cabinets and then all the under and over cabinet LED light strips. And handles on the doors and trim and like it's so awesome. It's, it's coming along. Yeah, mental. I am itching to actually see that kitchen because I've been friends oh. with you guys now since 2009, and I, I I don't I don't remember a time that kitchen wasn't under construction. That's true. <laughs> it's getting close now. Like it's really it's getting there, which is fun. So that's what we've been doing. Oh, oh Chrissy, and, show me oh, pictures. Chris. Whoa! Oh, the cabinets nice. are darker than I thought. That looks. Well, that picture oh, that might just be where I'm off. standing from, oh, okay. and and it's and the contrast on my yeah. phone to the the mic to the um, computer. Computer. It's not good. Oh, looks good All done. All yeah. right, Chrissy, what you working um, on? I, we were supposed to go to the Cape this weekend. Weather was Close. crappy, so we decided to uh, not do that, and uh, we stayed. We were super productive. It was awesome. So I painted the last of the ceiling, which is just a pain in the butt job, but um, that meant that we were done with all of the paint forever and ever now until we have to like patch something or something but yes yes you you didn't go to the cape weren't you supposed to get like your marriage license or something this weekend yeah yeah we can <laughs> so yeah. we're just gonna not worry about that there's only a three-day waiting period so we can get it later it's uh, yeah we can so we're, we're gonna take the day after um uh labor day Long as, so, long as their preacher is, uh, or whatever your title is, right, Reverend. I think he's yeah. willing to I falsify documents. No. <laughs> I did I did his paperwork for him. Um, Saturday night, we have some lovely guests. Our neighbors uh, made a great time, and then I made a casserole on Sunday. Woo! Is All someone right. messing with their Mental. microphone? Yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think that's our guest. So, oh. folks... We have a very special guest. This is actually really exciting. So we've got the general manager, former chief instructor, former 
instructor extraordinaire, still holds a couple of race records here in my neck of the woods, Cal Denisi. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly because we've only been friends now for five years. No, <laughs> no shaking his head, no. All right, Cal. Cal. No. All right, so anyway, we've got Cal here, and Cal is with Extreme Experience, and we are going to talk about later on uh, instructor stuff. So, Cal, correct the pronunciation of your name, and then uh, tell us what you're working on this weekend. Or what uh, this Last name is Denise. Denise. Nice. I forgot it. <laughs> you do. Um, but I, I don't hold it against you. Nobody pronounces it right. Um, but ultimately, what's coming up, um, I'm working with uh, George Close Sr. and uh, Road America on hosting a memorial lap during actually one of our events up at Road America for George Close Jr., and um, so just getting started on all that stuff and I'm uh, pretty excited to see the turnout. Um, so if you guys are interested in joining us, then uh, I'll have some more info shortly for that. Well, and um, absolutely let us know because we will uh, we will certainly promote that uh, on this program. Absolutely. And outside of that, the rest of it is uh, we just moved to the city. So I'm going down to one car. So I'm selling the Fiesta. So. Yep. Not, a, not everyone knows you well enough. What is the Fiesta? The is Fiesta. A, is that an ST? No, it is a no. bone stock uh, 2014, 47,000 miles, uh, hatchback, five-speed. Um, got some great tires on it, but that's about <laughs> it. it. Oh. Well, it was well a folks. Get a hold of us at Everyone Racers, and uh, we'll get you that discount because it's a, it's a great car. And uh, you're in the greater Chicago area, correct? That's right, but it can go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it has wheels. It will travel. Sure, there's that. Sure so, will. So you're still uh, actively selling a bunch of Miata parts. I see them pop up every now and then. Yeah, you, funny enough, so, I did the same thing you did. I scrapped almost all of it. <laughs> <laughs> if only you had rear control arms. They are impossible to find. I actually so. did. I scrapped two of them. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the move to the city meant that we had to downsize, and no garage meant everything had to go. So uh, uh, whatever uh, didn't get, go uh, for uh, free, which I posted, said, "Hey guys, come pick it up for free." Whatever didn't go there um, went to the guy who showed up at midnight with a pickup truck to pick up the scrap. So that's kind of awesome. not not shady at all. Yeah, not shady at all. Did did you plan on him bad. coming at midnight, or just some random dude knocked on your door at midnight? No, it was uh, it was kind of we were hoping he would show up sooner, and um, <laughs> ultimately we ended up inside. We were finishing up some stuff inside, and I walked back out to put more things in the car. And there's a guy loading up the scrap into the back of his truck, and I was like can I help you? And he's like, you had a posting free scrap. And I said, yep. And, um, ultimately it was, it was pretty funny. And, um, he ended up, he didn't steal anything. I double checked, but, uh, <laughs> but that was, that was interesting. And, um, who'd have yeah. thought random Craigslist scrap dude is not reliable or punctual. But he's not a thief. My scrap guy, because I always leave him notes. I don't even leave notes anymore. They'll take the scrap out of the plastic bins that I leave there. And then I get to take <laughs> the, bins the bins back. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's very considerate. 
Nice. <laughs> well, all right. I guess it's news and notes time. We'll keep moving on. And if you do have interesting scrap news and notes, we can put them in. But uh, I think Mental has a story to start. So I apologize for being long-winded on this in advance. Saturday morning, getting up, getting ready to go up to the Drive Strong thing, uh, having, uh, you know, just kind of get my brain in fog with a cup of coffee, and I open my email, and I've gotten a message on the 24 Hours of Lemons forums. Now, there is a lovely young lady, and she's got a whole uh, Facebook where she calls herself Maria the Ride Scammer, and we've got her, or Marie's Ride Scams, and she basically gets people to give her rides in her car. So she does a whole little write-up on it on her blog on Facebook. And it's actually some interesting stuff. She's driven some cool uh, Alfa Romeos and some Porsches and things of that that, uh, that nature. And it's it's a deal. So she is also a, a, a single young lady. So as a means to an end for her ride scam and from a social nature, she has an OkCupid profile. And it would appear that she'd been corresponding with a guy from Rocky Mount, Ohio, and on his profile, there was a picture of him against his MG. And she's a gearhead, so she's curious, and she's asking some questions, and he insists that this MG is a 72. Kind of makes the hair stand up on the, no, no, it doesn't look like a 72. And it turns out <clears throat> it's not a 70, or I'm sorry, he said it was a 70, and uh, she looks at it, and she goes, no, I think that's a 72. And so she does a reverse search on the image. The image is me. And my 72 midget oh. when I was living in Oklahoma, and he had stolen this picture <laughs> from an art, the first article I ever wrote for the truth about cars. And she reverse images, searches it, because she's like, no, there's no way an MG guy would get that mixed up. Now, in part... It, it, internet is bad, kids. Let's start with that. <laughs> In part, I'm flattered this guy thinks he could use my picture, you know, to, to, to score a woman. But, dude, if you're going to be, pretend to be a gearhead, for God's sakes, it's a it's a round arch versus uh, an elliptical arch on the MGs. Get it straight. And any gearhead is going to know the difference on that. So she uh, does a little research, finds out who I am. She's like, wait a minute. He's on the lemons board. I know him. And she sends me a message to be the lemons board. So we actually had a, a lovely correspondence. <laughs> She's a former Army that uh, so she said I'm smarter than the average bear and when you go around and get in strange people's cars you tend to be a little suspicious so he uh, said his name was Jack not the same Jack that I know Ohio because this guy was proclaiming that he was five foot ten which I'll post a copy of that picture up and there's no way I look like I'm five foot ten no. but your hair anyway. is more than five foot ten. <laughs> So, so Jack, um, I'm going to be up around Ohio come October time frame, and if uh, I find out who you are, we're going to have a little chat because I uh, don't, don't, <laughs> don't appreciate you using my image to catfish, especially another gearhead. That's just not cool, man. Not cool at all. Most importantly, like, so did you give her a ride? She lives in uh, she lives in the Midwest, uh, but <laughs> no, we're, no, we're actually still corresponding. She's and we've got a link to her Facebook blog on uh, in our show notes. Well, she probably doesn't want to drive a crappy Boxster, so you know she probably that. doesn't want to drive a crappy <laughs> Boxster at all, not even a little bit. Yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe well, the, you know it would be like regular car reviews. Absolutely, <laughs> that's a good one. All right, Chrissy, I think you're up. All right, uh, Road and Track had their uh, listed their top 15 racetracks. Uh, they included some of them that uh, you can totally list off the top of your head. Mid Ohio, Coda, and JMP made the list, which was great. It's kind of maybe surprising. Yeah, right. 
Um, I Sebring noticed it specified dong versus non-dong. Well, it's because everyone not... knows non-dong. Like, yes. come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's a nice facility, so I guess there's that. Um, Daytona, Sonoma, others. So uh, we listed how many we've been to. I could have pit any day over New Jersey, though. Things like yeah, that. Yeah, right. I, I was going to say, I, I don't think Cal has ever been on the other track. Have you been on Lightning? No, I thought you were on Lightning. I think you've only been on Lightning. I think so. Oh, man, I've been to so many tracks. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, so many tracks. Oh. Actually, uh, Mental, you know Nicholas. Actually, a lot of you guys yes. know Nicholas. We just went through and counted when we were up in Canada. And I'm closing in on 60 tracks now. Ooh, so, nice. pretty good. Um, wow. I think I've only done Lightning, though. Or yeah, yeah. It's Thunder, very yeah. sad. No, Lightning yeah, is the, lightning's one the, the sad one with the, with the big long sweeper into the long straight and a no like one instrant corner and that's it that's the under the bridge got the hump yeah. on the backside yeah. it's very for, it's very forgettable because it's boring it's definitely not a track map i want to put it on my laptop though yeah. <laughs> it's a bit all right Jeff, Jeff, so how many how many you done um so i only did 3 uh before this last season, I haven't left the region. So Barber, Road Atlanta, and New Jersey Motorsports. Uh, interesting note is that the picture on the website, the Road Track website, uh, of Mid-Ohio is Rally Baby and the Clown E30 from a Lemons <laughs> event. Is it the Clown or the Ebola? Uh, I think they're the same one, but it's in Clown Disguise. Oh, okay. I think they, right. have, they have repainted. Actually, this it, is why it, this Cal, that, Cal, that's my car. You know him. Yep. Oh, which which one was it? Which track? The Mid-Ohio the... picture on the oh. road and track. Yeah. All right, Mental, yeah. how many? So uh, I, I've done eight of them in a surprising amount, actually, with road and track. And I'm, I'm going to take a quick note. Chrissy, that is a wicked cool shirt. I just saw it when you, when you leaned back there. That is, I am, I never got to drive that car, but I'm so jealous. That's awesome. It's for sale someday when Jeff finally gets the paperwork. How's that coming, Jeff? Hey, you know what? I only I almost give you my shirt if you buy the damn Citroen. Oh, I'll absolutely give you my shirt. No we, doubt. We, yeah, we have four sell of them. Me so. the, sell me the Citroen. I don't need a title in Georgia. Yeah, you no. just need to know how to pronounce it before I'll sell it to you. It only took Jeff three years. Right. Right. It took Jeff right, three right. years and a Frenchman telling him how for 20 minutes. <laughs> Was he really French, though? <laughs> All right, we're really. distracted. Back Fine. to the Chris. list. Chris, Chris, how many have you been to? Six on that list. Out of like All the right. 23 I... tracks we've been uh, been to, only six yeah. are on that list. And I only did five, and there's so many bucket list ones that are so good. Cal, the, um, the man who drives so many tracks. I've been to eight of these, but I ultimately... Uh, by next year, I'll add two more. I didn't right. realize. Um, cool. Hopefully. I know I'll add at least Lime Rock. It's one that we're going to go to with Extreme. Uh, no. Oh, I'm yeah. oh, that. It's yes. going to be exciting. Is it going to be uh, summertime? Please tell me it's going to be summertime. Yeah, I, I have uh, no uh, idea. I, uh, I could tell you, but it'll take me a minute to find it. Um, it's it's not going to be a Sunday, and then that's I'm for sure. I'm hoping <laughs> that's true. Um, which I just found that out recently um, when we were looking into going there that they don't run on Sunday. Um, but I'm also hoping to get to Watkins Glen, hopefully with Mike Carr and Josh Jenny and, and they uh, all do that. Vince. Yeah. They're, they're talking about going up there. So I'm going to try to make that one. We'll see. Um, so if I do, then I'll be at 10 of them. Although I wanted to say my least favorite out of all of them is Daytona. 
out of the entire list, it's the one that I think should not be on there. That's because you almost died. No, that was Sebring that I almost died at. Oh, okay. (laughs) I still love Sebring, but I really think that Daytona, after you've driven it once, you don't need to drive it again. Mm. Uh, Yeah. I love going in. I just love going into the bankings at night, uh, especially going into three and four. It is just kind of one of those historic you're connecting with people kind of moments coming out of the bus stop. I yeah, I love Daytona. But Daytona definitely has the historic value. But eh. what the cows? I would uh, much rather go to I would much rather go to full course at pit race than I would want to go back to Pit. Daytona. Hell Pit yeah. Pit races, track. we agree. Mm-hmm. Pit race is a great track. So uh, I want to mention that if you love talking about racetracks, episode 31 and 32 is our oh. discussion of all the best racetracks. And Daytona did not come up as one of the best. But everything else on that list did. Well, because none of you guys had been there. <laughs> so, but <laughs> even true. all the listener feedback we got, no one is like, that's, oh my no God, one said that's yeah, yep, compelling argument. You're right. Yeah, and you and a much cooler road course that we drove was the new Charlotte uh, full road course there is a lot of yep. fun. And you still get the banking, although the back straight, they did a chicane just like Daytona. And I think they may have screwed up there because it's way too tight, it's really narrow. But outside of that, I do really like the new road course at Charlotte. A lot of elevation changes. You didn't expect that much elevation at Charlotte. It was kind of cool. Yep. Interesting. Excellent. So also, getting all around the internet, there is a crashed... 1987 Porsche 959. If you do not know what a 959 is, you're not my friend. In short, less than 250 built first all-wheel drive twin turbo 911 homologation special. This week, Monterey Car Week, the Mecham auction will will uh, sell this. They still estimated to get 450 to 500 and $50,000. If you have not seen this, it is totally crunched in the front end. I don't know if it is. The uh, picture, you know, I, the wheel is on a dolly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's terrible. And uh, somebody added this to the notes. I don't know who it was, but it was crashed when it was on the trailer and the trailer hit a tree. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I saw the picture of it on the trailer crashed and yeah, so it's a lousy way to crash your 959. It's, yeah. like, it's not even a good Seriously. story, right? <laughs> Bummer. That is, hey, it, you know, it, that's like one of those the internet thing that was going around of how I lost my job today. Yeah, I, <laughs> I crashed the one trailer I shouldn't have crashed. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, uh, if you want right. to learn more, now check I'm out our up. episode on uh, how not to screw up while trailering. I feel yeah. like the plug, <laughs> the plug demon today. Let's talk about WRL High Plains Raceway Mental. Keep it quick. So, yes, the good folks at WRL, they went with the double tap and they did the, uh, so this weekend they did a true 24, the 24 at 5280. 
High Plains Raceway, great track. First in GP and overall was the number 45 fellow Okie Shaky Dog Racing with 609 laps. They've been Shaky Dog longer than we've had a podcast. That's just funny to me. Second was number 147 in Barnstormer. They got 607 laps, just two laps behind the leader. And third was number 32, the uh, Beamer, the Chris, your folks, and the Clown Shoe Motorsports. And they got 606 laps. So in a true 24, that is some actually legitimate. That's really close. That's very yeah, it's close. close. Yeah. Absolutely. It is- and I want to just go ahead and throw fifth overall went to Todd Carver and Brian Dubromsky, both listeners and fans of podcasts. We've brought Todd onto the show. He's given us all kinds of great in the number 40 rock steady racing Miata, 567 laps. And that got them to the top spot in G uh, GP three. So, and that's, they're they're no strangers to the podium. Todd knows how to build a car, and they and him and Brian can drive like nobody's business. That same weekend, they were running Barber down at Motorsport, or Barber uh, WRLs down at Barber. So Saturday, the nine hour first was twelve car number twelve Noesis with two hundred eighty one laps. Second was number thirty eight team ACP. They had two hundred eighty laps, and on that same lap was the third place car number two fifty five Birmingham Racing. Now, Casey Carden, fellow competitor, and I know so some of their drivers listen to this show, 214 Miata, they got 263 laps, ninth overall, that got them second in GP3. But this was where it would be interesting. Elon Motorsports Technologies, they're running a NASA NPO1, which looks like a little miniature Le Mans prototype. It's a four-cylinder MZR engine from the NC Series Miata. It weighs 1,400 pounds, has 185 horsepower. They turned a 139 at Barber, and we've all driven Barber. That is fast. fast. So, but... They had some mechanicals, and they couldn't get into the top five on Saturday. But on Sunday, they turned it around because they took the overall GTO with uh, overall win and the GTO with 235 laps, and then they turned a 136. Mm. That is wow. lightning yeah. fast. Yeah. And second place was the number 231, the winning formula. They turned 226 laps, and right down them was uh, car 12, the ACP, 226 laps. And then again, our friends Casey Carden, 214 Miata. They got 217 laps, got them 11th overall, and it got them first in GP3. So well done, Casey Carden. Hmm. I didn't know WRL allowed uh, non-production automobiles. They have, and I remember it rode Atlanta a couple of years ago. Two guys were actually at a track day, and they were both running um, the uh, sports racers. They were just there doing the track day. Uh, uh, oh, the, the, the SCCA Motorsports, whatever they call them, sports well, no, racers? They, no, these were the Radicals. The, uh, open oh, Radicals. Day. Yes, and WRL went, eh, if you guys want to race, we'll figure out a class for you, and it was two of them. So – God bless those guys because they took these things and they were lapping us like we were going backwards and you didn't see them until they got around you. But there there are some radicals out there that are just crazy fast and radical. I I would be more worried that somebody see them because they were so low and turn into them. But absolutely clean. And so it was, it's, it, yeah, it's legit. And there's a couple of guys that down in Nola Motorsports Park that run those Mazdas and uh, our. Former Formula or, Formula Mazdas, yeah. No, no, no. The NP01 prototypes. Uh, but our former teammate, Steph Schrader, she was at the launch of that car. Basically, they built it as a consumer track day toy, and they're selling them. And so there's a couple guys down at NOLA Motorsports Parks that run them. And, yeah, so it's it's a, it's a cool car. Mental, they're, they're built right down the street from you. They Right there uh, in Atlanta. I knew that they were building the aerials. I did not know that they built those down here. Cool. Yeah, hmm. uh right there road atlanta um 
uh, what's it? Um, Oan and all them. They're the ones doing it. Yeah. The MPO one. Who knew? Court no, I should have put that together. Cal did. Yeah. Not mental. Future show topic. testing at AMP. Yeah. Or most or a lot of the testing was done at AMP. Um, and for five hundred bucks, you can go drive one and test it out. Oh yeah. Ooh, future show idea. Future idea for a weekend. Let's talk about the champ car. Uh, last weekend, cookie cutter uh, uh, classic. Upcoming. 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 I'm sorry. Next weekend, yes. August 25th and 26th, the Champ Car Cookie Cutter Classic at Gingerman, which is an 8 and a 7. They have 58 entries, 12 BMWs. Boring. Boring. Six Miatas, six Hondas, zero Porsches, and two Fieros. This might be the boringest Champ. <laughs> I think I think Cookie Cutter Classic is a great title for this. <laughs> because they're all... I, yeah, I won't make fun of it. And I, like I think, uh, Cal, you actually ran this race last year, right? Yes. So, funny story. Uh, we, um, <laughs> Gosh, I don't even know where to start with this one. Um, ultimately, I traded a car that I actually bought from George, um, and he went with me all the way to Washington, D.C. to pick up this car. We drove it back in the world's worst conditions ever, um, got it back. I started building it to do a race. Well, budgets and having a baby essentially <laughs> um, pushed that a little further than I had imagined. And um, so I was like, you know, I've already put a cage in. I've got all these things done to it. I might as well at least race it once. So Gingerman's not far from us. So we drove the car to the track. I actually bought a car off Copart as a parts car for it because I was like, I don't have any spares. I don't know what this car is going to do. It's never been driven. And let's see how bad it can go. So we drove two Miatas to the track with a spare set of tires strapped to the roll cage because it had no hard top or anything. We strapped everything to the, to the actual cage of the car and drove it from Chicago to Gingerman. We get there for test day and we made like one session in test day because we couldn't even pass tech. And um, I believe, and I may be wrong, but I believe it's these guys with Kosi Racing who are going to be running that helped us pass tech ultimately. And um, we got in one session and the race got started. We were doing well, um, running actually pretty good times. And um it was, you know, the whole goal. The, our, our team name was uh, for sale, for trade, one baby <laughs> arrived. <laughs> my wife, my wife was uh, seven months pregnant, eight months pregnant fantastic. at the time. So I knew as soon as the race was done, the car was for sale. And um, But we made it about halfway through the first day or just past halfway in the first day. Everybody had at least had a turn in the car. And um, a BMW, boring. Um, <laughs> yeah, except you're about to say how they, how they crashed you and we're going to go, oh, there's a surprise. Yeah, so he, th the person in the BMW took a dive bomb at the little kink, um, was that turn four, I guess, at Gingerman? That little tiny kink. It's yep. a flat out turn. Yep. Well, he dive bombed in on this Focus and pushed the Focus into our little Miata, which um, had a good cage luckily and um steve who was driving at the time steve shattuck uh he got hit in the side 
and taken out and the focus ended up spinning off track caught in the dirt and then rolled and when he rolled the video of that actually made uh, quite a big um spin around social media at the time because when he rolled the seat had like kind of broke and the um there was the battery came loose and all these things so the onboard camera from this focus went kind of viral for a little while and um I remember right after it happened, everybody's going back and forth on, was it the Focus's fault? Was it the BMW's fault? Everybody was going on and on and on. And I just looked and I said, well, we were the ones in the Miata and I'm the car owner and the car got messed up. And ultimately that's racing. I'm not mad at either of you guys. Just get back out and race. You know, it, that's the spirit of grassroots racing. And um, as much as these guys wanted to argue about it, I, you know, I should have been the one most upset. We did nothing wrong and was taken out and um, ultimately got the car kind of back on track and then had a cat go down and just some other things. So we ended up not finishing and the car finally did sell and they're running it now. And uh, yeah, it's uh, actually Tyler, down in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah no, Tyler, Tyler Hoffman has already contacted me about running some uh, jump races when they come to AMB. So, so so were you able to drive home? I guess that's the big question. Funny enough, we took the parts car apart and got the car running, but it wasn't really sustainable. So we had to take the car back apart and get the parts car running again. <laughs> and we, we sent a guy who luckily had a truck. We sent him about two hours away to go get a U-Haul trailer and bring it back And while well, we packed up. And we got the U-Haul loaded about five minutes before the rain hit at the end of that race. And then we drove back. And um, it, was, it was definitely an interesting race. We had a great time. Uh, John Raymond gave us a place to stay. And um, ultimately was was the catalyst for us to even get that weekend accomplished. And um, and my wife, as pregnant as she was, sat there and smiled and said, well, this was fun. And <laughs> you're not planning on doing this again, are you? I'm, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm adding to my bucket list. Drive a race car to a race and drive and then trailer home. home. Yeah. No, no, so, and drive wait, home. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I still got to finish that part. Um but it was fun, and um, now actually the parts car we still have, and two of the guys that were running with us ultimately bought it from me, but said, we'll buy it from you, but you got to keep racing it. So I still don't know how that's going to work out yet. Uh, we're, we're working on those plans, um, but it should be fun. I didn't realize Steve was the one that got hit. I didn't realize Steve was the one driving. Another extreme yeah. experience uh, person. So that yeah. story was yeah. so good. I don't even care about any of these people in the race anymore. Like, let's not even talk about them because that was so much, much better than any of this list. So, Eddie, yeah, keep going. keep going. Let's talk about grid life. Mental. Grid life, grid life and Redwood. The South is coming down this weekend. So I'm going to be instructing. Uh, I've already talked about it. I made that. So we're going to be talking about that, the grid life whole thing. And I'm going to go ahead and plant the seat now. In two weeks, Bradley Brownell is coming on this program to talk about Radwood Philly. So, in, in fact, Brownell's in town. So we're going to sit down and talk about uh, just catch up this weekend. We tried to have dinner, but it didn't uh, work out very well. So, yeah, coming down there, uh, all kinds of great concerts coming. So if you find yourself, find yourself at grid life, Come find me. I have no stickers to give you, but I'll take your address and I'll mail you one later. Who, who's playing the concert? 
Uh, Joyride. Oh, you, you, you'd call me uh, up. Don't worry, don't worry. They can look All it right. up on the internet. Yeah, exactly. So. Just go to, just, just literally search for hashtag grid life. It'll be everywhere. It's awesome. Cool. We also have the Hell on Wheels Lemons Rally coming up. That's uh, actually started yesterday. Hell on Wheels. Yeah. Looks like it. Yeah. Uh, we like are yesterday. recording on the 22nd. So they started on the 21st and we'll be going through the 25th. And are they ending at Road Atlanta? No, no. No. Uh, uh, the Hell on that's, Wheels is that's the, uh, West, it's Coast. West Coast. It's West Coast near like Route 66. That means go, Cal. Um, I may be crazy, but what is Hell on Wheels? So, uh, in addition to the Lemons, you know, $500 cars, they now do Lemons rallies. And uh, the, their tagline is, why break down on the racetrack when you can break down on the road as well? So, it that is a fun. continuation of the banger rallies. You can show up in a brand new car, but you're going to get crappy points, but you'll probably finish. And then, or you can just get like some god awful stuff. One of the best ones they just did one around Lake Michigan, the Great Lake Mistake. What and my favorite is still a guy showed up dressed as Boba Fett and he had an old '84 Disco Corvette and he just drove around the whole time singing Fett's Vet by MC Chris and had the Boba Fett helmet the whole nine yards. And they had to cross into Canada and back into America and into Canada. That was. Uh, Surprisingly, few of them did not have uh, criminal records that per- forbade them from entering Canada, so they all made it over there. <laughs> and there's been some stuff. Take a crap car, uh, go do a series of challenges, and make it uh, make it there, and gather points along the way that don't really matter and are made up, and have fun with a bunch of other lunatic gearheads on a road trip. Yep, yep. that's really what. And, it and is. Uh, the it Hell on like Wheels fun. rally is actually uh, ends at the Monterey Car Week. Yep. So they're Seaside, California, San Pedro, Yuma, Arizona, Desert Camp, California, and Santa Cruz. And uh, yeah, and I, for the uh, Great Lakes mistake, our friend Ike of the Untitled Car Show, uh, he had bought a Volvo and then he had bought a Nova. And then he tried to combine the two of them, and I think he did it in a Fiero. There you go. Right. That sounds terrible <laughs> so Don't take much, on road trips so much better cars to drive than any of those yeah. cal you want to talk about some better cars than any of those crappy ones of course of course um all right i have not practiced this <laughs> you only <laughs> work for them yeah but maybe maybe you know i did just look at the uh, rules for the the 24 hours of women's their uh, their rally and apparently if it's Italian, it is a hundred points. So maybe in Italia, uh, at least they get a hundred points. <laughs> there you go. Um, That'd be a good start. But ultimately, extreme experience puts you in the driver's seat for some of the world's best super of the world's best supercars at over twenty racetracks in America and Canada. Great event with no speed limits, no shifting restrictions, and no governors. Head to xxspeed.com to choose your supercar, find a racetrack near you, and start making a story of your own. Seven models of exotic cars, supercars to choose from, 20-plus tracks, and a year-round location in New Orleans, uh, which features a 3,200-foot-long straightaway. Mental, how fast did you get going on that? I routinely lived my days at over 160. It was alarming that my, how work my sense of speed would get when I would leave work. And, of course, you will get a pro instructor like Mental, Jeff, or myself, um, or anybody who is a oh, part I'm of sorry. the I, I had mental. Too. I had Mental in there twice. Chris is also <laughs> I a see that. Yeah. instructor. 
mental trying dyslexic. to read it, and I'm like, all ah. the mental, yeah, huh? mental, <laughs> mental, 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 like, mental, mental, mental. <laughs> and um, of course, the instructors in the cars are there to make sure you have a great time and it get to the limits of the car. Um, if you use the promo code Everyone Racers, it will save you 25% when you book at xxspeed.com. And How's that? Like we like to say, that's if you buy three, you get one free. Uh huh. That is true. It's a great way to do it. <laughs> and so and thanks if you so mentioned much. this podcast or this show number, was it 40, 49? 49. 49. If you mention 49 when you're at the event and ask for me, I will personally be your Dope instructor. slap you. No. Oh. Wow. You, usually we say, if you say the code word, you can like touch mental's hair. But that's probably better. <laughs> that's no, why no one uses Dell, that code Abby word. Dell's your instructor is way better. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Great. Well, well hey, you, thanks for you thanks how for special that. that is. Absolutely. <laughs> And if anyone else wants to uh, have such a, a great copy read as Cal just did for us in XX, we're looking for an extra sponsor. So let us know if you're interested. That's all. So it's time for listener feedback. So from the Facebooks, longtime fan Carl Applegate. Hey, he recommended Everyone Racers. Hey, thanks, Carl. His feedback Woo! is great budget racing podcast, even if they think BMWs are boring. Boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, he's right. You know, all the all the BMWs are boring unless they have a crab and a Maryland flag on it. Sure. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's or a fair. Dodge Slant 6 in it. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. Hi, so hi, before mom. we get to the main topic, we're going to say hi to your mom, Chrissy, or are we just going to skip that this week? Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. All right. Let's <laughs> never skip our number one listener. I That's text right. her all day. Like, why am I going to say hi? Hi, Mom. Cool. <laughs> so... Cal and I were in New Jersey at the uh, the NJMP event running the uh, non-dong course, and we were talking about uh, instruction has actually gotten where it can be financially beneficial, not just if you're Ross Bentley or Kevin Madsen or even Josh Balicki, another occasional extreme experience instructor, but across the board, you can sharpen your skills while putting a little money back in your pocket, which, of course, you'll spend racing. And... As uh, Jeff mentioned, we can't resist asking Cal about some of his favorite stories about racing, extreme, and life on the road. So that's our main topic, is the instructor life. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Who is currently (laughs) running away? (laughs) We're all getting dizzy watching Cal move from one room to the other on his... uh, uh, on the Skype feed here, but now's the time. We're, tell tell us about instructing. Tell us about uh, how people can make can. some money. Is he ready? Is there, once, is there a cat? Once he gets settled down. No. So sorry. Um, <laughs> these, these iPhones. Um, like I said earlier, the only way to charge it if you're using the headphone port is to get a wireless charger. So my charger in here doesn't work. I had to go grab a wireless one because <laughs> uh, my phone's dying. We'd, so, we'd, we'd make fun of you if you, we didn't have these kind of problems every week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and some of them we just don't talk about on air. You just don't know that they're happening. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whatever. So, um, uh, tell us about extreme experience, about the world of instructing professionally. Um, so I will, um, I will start with where your, I guess, your notes start is uh, a brief history of XX. And essentially... Extreme Experience started uh, six years ago. We celebrate our sixth birthday um, t- Friday. And um, cool. so we're excited about all of that. And ultimately, it started as a um, 
just a couple of guys wanting to get out to the track and say, I'm sure somebody else wants to do this as well. And um, where it has come from to where it is today has been quite the journey, uh, especially from the instructor standpoint. And um, but it is uh, it was designed with the our our tagline for a long time is uh, make supercars accessible. And that's exactly what they wanted to do was just get guys out to the track, guys and gals out to the track in order to drive some of the best cars in the world. So, um, and, and, and your, your main function, at least as I know, cause I, I, I constantly get emails, Jeff, we need instructors for this event in New Jersey. Where is rally baby? So, so you're, you're like the instructor wrangler out there um, with them as one of your many yeah. jobs, I'm sure. So funny enough, I actually started Extreme as a last-minute hire, and I mean <laughs> last-minute. It was like a Tuesday, and I'm at I'm actually I was in college at the time, and I was in a bowling class, and uh, I get a message. What from is my a dad. bowling class? Do? Hey, look, everybody <laughs> needs bowl. Everybody needs physical you education. You learned to bowl. What? You what? learned to bowl. Hey, when you're one something. credit short, you got to get something in. So. <laughs> Or like you're on a full scholarship and you feel like you're ripping people off if you don't take every class possible. All yeah. right. So Sorry. I I ultimately was in a bowling class and my dad had uh, been asked to instruct and I was going on like, man, he's so lucky. I can't believe he's going to do this. And as I'm telling a friend of mine what my dad's about to go do, um, I see my phone ringing and it's my dad. And he says, hey, they just called and said they need another person. Are you interested? And I said, heck yeah, I've never had a better excuse in my life to skip school, and I will be there. And it was a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday event, so a five-day event to start. Wow. And um, it was one of the toughest events I think I've ever done, but it was so much fun. Uh, I showed up. It was snowing, and they said, here, drive a 430, and ultimately, that was basically how I started. Um, I got out on track, thought this is the craziest thing in the world. These guys don't even know me. And they said, here's the keys to a Ferrari. And apparently that's, uh, that was how the, the company was going on back then. And we had a, a, a lot of, you know, a lot of fun activities that day. And, um, when we got done, I said, guys, this was probably the coolest time I've had at the track ever. Would you mind if I joined you again? And they said, great, we're looking for some guys in a couple of weeks, we're going to Little Talladega. And I said, I've never been there, but I'd love to go. And um, I showed up. And after that event, I started looking at their schedule and pretty much joined them full time. I traveled around uh, in my first Fiesta, the one that ultimately broke on me. Um, but I traveled around the country in a Fiesta, sleeping in it most of the time. Yeah, and, Brad, uh, Brad was telling me that, yeah, he's this young kid who, God, he could drive, and he slept in his car. We loved him. And, oh, what's <laughs> it? Did my video cut out? Just for no, you're all right. Okay. Oh, now uh, it did. Oh. oh, well. I wonder if we lost his battery. Oh, no, you're back. Okay. No, he's yeah. back. Okay. There you go. Battery all right. is low. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's an inside joke from a couple shows ago. So... um I joined and I was like, man, this is great. And ultimately I joined just because I wanted to see more tracks and similar to, to you, Jeff, I had only been to things in my region. So I decided this would be the greatest thing to see more tracks. And, um, 
it has. It's it's been a way that I've got to see a lot of tracks, especially as a driver and a racer. I thought, you know, what better way to learn a track than instruct it and um, and spend an entire weekend doing lap after lap after lap there. So I did that and went from instructing to then kind of helping um, find instructors when we were short staffed to then leading the instructors to um, working full time in Chicago when they moved me up here. And um, it's, it's just kind of grown from there to where now I run the events and still source instructors. Um, but that is actually what led me to a lot of the things that Mental and I had talked about recently, which is um, we were hiring so many instructors that I said, you know, well, there's got to be a better way to, to get everybody trained and up to speed quickly. So we developed a, uh, a, a new onboarding system and a, a training procedure. And um, we're now going to be working on just refining it even more and more. But well, and I, don't you go, you, you guys call that the professionalizing of the instructor core. And you, you now have tiers and layers. Uh, you've got Jimmy, the safety guy, and and, and and I think both the the customer experience and the safety record of the company reflects a lot of those efforts you've put into it. Absolutely. So we've got a, a few different levels of, of instructors, and we've got a whole group of guys that travel. When I first started, um, we had, at the end of the first year, we had four guys traveling with us. Everybody else was essentially local to each track. And now we're up to about 16 of the 24 guys that are at an event, guys and gals, um, are traveling with us. So it's you know quadrupled in the amount of, of instructors traveling with us. And um, it, it adds to the safety of things and it adds to the camaraderie that you get uh, from one event to the next to the next. And um, you know it helps build that culture that we've got. That's great. And uh, we talked a, a couple of weeks ago about the, was it Jack Baruth who wrote the article about the instructing? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we've been talking about instructing as a podcast just in general. But, uh, you know, and, and it's kind of weird because we're talking to the person who also we plug every week. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, you know we're, we're not just doing this to make it an extra plug for the company. We really think instructing is an important part of racing to get people on the track who have never been on track. Um, you know, I, I know I've just experienced it with my father through some autocrossing. Uh, Chris, Chrissy and I just came back from a great NASA weekend. So I instructing is very important. You know, mental is going to be instructing at grid life. So, yeah, I mean, and, and, and not right every seat. racer. Yeah. Not every racer makes a great instructor and not every instructor makes a great racer. Um, but it's if you've ever tried to teach a friend or uh, loved one of any kind how to drive a stick shift or something, it's a lot different. There's a lot more rewarding things, and it starts to build a, a bigger bond when you're with somebody on track. And um, it is a lot of fun. And ultimately, you know, I started instructing as a uh, when I was like 18, 19 years old with Hooked on Driving. And um, it was just a way to get free track time, which is how a lot of instructors get started. And, um, you know, usually there's this kind of unspoken shortage of instructors. And um, so as people are really good at racing, they're asked to and or just driving at an HPD, they're asked to make the jump to an instructor. And um, and we ended up kind of falling in that middle ground between some of that 
you know, the, the real lucrative high end, um, instructing gigs where people like are personal um, coaching and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And, and then the guy who just does it for free track time. So we fell kind of in that middle ground and we found a lot of people want to fill that gap. And, um, and a lot of people can, and it's, it's easy to fit into your schedule. If you, you know, plan on eight weekends a year racing, then, you know, you can easily fit one weekend in to instruct and do something where you're making a little extra money. And, um, it's, it's just a good benefit all around. Awesome. So, uh, I, we've all seen it because we've been to the events, but, uh, you know, extreme experience travels. I I mean, it's, it's a more than a traveling circus. It's a traveling car show, uh, you know, tractor trailers filled with supercars. Um, how many events are you specifically doing a year? And how do you get back and forth to all these tracks? Are you like in the truck? You flying? What are you doing? So funny enough, I used to drive the the uh, our equipment trailer um, with with another employee. We would drive all over the country. I've driven through forty states in the U.S., so I've I've been everywhere almost. Um, but now I I fly to most of the events unless they're close by. In which case, we uh, it's it's actually a lot of fun. We'll we'll caravan with our lead cars, which we now have four Chevy SSs that we use as our lead cars. A lot of fun. LS3 power. Can't complain. Creature comforts that you enjoy <laughs> on the street, like <laughs> cooled seats. really helps in the summertime. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff there. Uh, but then we'll also drive some some of the supercars. I just drove a GT3 to Putnam Park a couple weeks ago. Um, Must have been we'll, terrible. I oh, hate yeah. you. Totally hate the, you. The worst <laughs> trip was, the uh, was of course, the NSX to Detroit. Oh, man, that was such a tough one. <laughs> uh, I love uh, the NSX. We, we've spoken yeah. about that on the podcast before. It, so, it was awesome car. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I do about 25 to 30 of the events or so, plus visit down in New Orleans. And um, next year, we're actually doubling and we're going to open up a second tour. So that's going to add a lot more work. Se- uh, second Jimmy, set of cars, I assume, right? Yep. And wow. uh, this year, our, our largest event this year, we had uh, like 51 or 52 employees at the event. Um, and next year, it's going to be pretty much something like that every weekend. Um, lots of stuff going on, lots of moving pieces, lots of logistics to figure out. But ultimately, it's... It's all because we have so much fun at the track. Yeah, I mean, it, it's great to see that the business model is actually working. You know, like I, I know when I went to my first event, I think it was, um, I think it was a uh, um, English Town, which is a terrible track, and yeah, I, I was like, Chris, Chris and I were there, and we called you Thursday night, and said, I was like, yeah, somebody, I, said, I think you were actually in bed. You were, in, and we said, hey, Jeff, how soon can you get up here to Trenton? <laughs> all right so you were hired the same way i was <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well no it was it was somebody that couldn't show up at the last minute and you you were and you were like does anybody know anybody and chris and i went we know a guy who is exactly exactly what you want in this mm-hmm. car he is exactly the kind of human being you want in there 
Yeah, I definitely remember that event, A, because the track is terrible, but I remember some of the, <laughs> so, some of the instructors were, like, bad-mouthing because they didn't like the setup on the GT3, and they wanted, like, different tire pressures, and they, like, started, like, bad-mouthing the setup of the cars, and they were, and, and Cal would, like, take them aside and say, like, like I, I know how to set up a car, I need the tires to last, and the track surface <laughs> at New Jersey is just so abrasive. There was yeah. there was no way to keep the tires under the cars if you yeah. abused them. So yeah, I, I remember that. I was like, man, this place is weird. There's like supercars, and they're yelling at the guy who lets them drive supercars. Uh, <laughs> I, I, how can you be upset by this? So yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a fantastic weekend, but moving parts there has to be there has to be crazy things that have happened on the road i mean we've talked about crazy things on our tracks we've had deer strikes and all, all kinds of crazy stuff like that but uh yeah what, what's the craziest thing that ever happened on the road with you guys um i don't know how many of them i can share well yes <laughs> please we've we've had a, a few trucks get stuck um, I was driving one of them in Phoenix and we had just upgraded to a, a new trailer that was, uh, we called it, um, big Bertha uh, or some people called it big Bertha. Some people called it black Betty. Either way, it was a big black hunk of junk. And, um, it was a 44 foot gooseneck and the trailer we had before that we called the lawn and garden trailer because it was like a 20 foot, like, like swing door. Ball. Yeah, like a swing door on the back. So we had upgraded, and we got this new trailer. And I'm driving. We had driven from Carolina Motorsports Park all the way to Bondurant. And we're oh, pulling oh, into Lord. the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much straight through. We made one stop in New Mexico to see Jim and uh, and uh, another instructor, Doug, and uh, Roland and those guys. So we, we made one stop the whole way. And it was there in new mexico and we leave we get down to phoenix and um they said oh yeah here's the hotel we pulled in last year and i'm looking at it and i'm like i don't know if it's gonna fit and they're like no no we did this last year of course we're all super tired and it's like sure why not we pull the trailer in and instantly we are stuck uh we ended up they had to shut down the road so that they could we could <gasps> unload the cars we had two cars in the back we had a ferrari and a porsche in the back and uh, we unloaded those and finally had another guy with a dually pull us and uh, we had the truck and four wheel drive and everything. We finally got the trailer unstuck. And uh, that was that was an interesting one. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. we we've had a few like that. We actually had the trailer that same trailer break down in my driveway in Atlanta. We had a Ferrari have an engine fire in NOLA. And we put it out right away. It was in pit lane. And we get done. And uh, we're on our way from NOLA to actually Carolina Motorsports Park. And um, and as we were doing that, we were swinging by Ferrari of Atlanta so that they could fix the Ferrari so that we could do the event at Carolina. And while we're there, we're like, okay, well, where can we park this trailer? And I was like, well, we can put it at my house. I got plenty of room. And... Um, because Atlanta is not like Chicago. Clearly, and, that uh, was the unmarried <laughs> Cal. Because you know. <laughs> <laughs> so 
we drop the trailer door, we pull out the cars, we do everything. We're loading back up so that we can go to CMP in the morning. And as we're pulling the car back on, the ramp door broke with the car on it. And like, just, it's just snapped. All the welds broke. And like I told you, this trailer was a hunk of junk. And um, so I called up one of my neighbors who was a good friend of mine from high school. And uh, he was a welder and he brought his rig over and we stayed up to like four in the morning welding the door back on so that we could reload the cars and then get got on the road at like 630 in the morning to make it to Carolina for setup day. And uh, that one was pretty nuts. Mm. But mm. Uh, yeah, but definitely. there's so many good weekends start with. Well, I had to repair the trailer before we could <laughs> even roll. That's almost every race weekend, right? Or, well, or I mean, there's like an injury before you. Yeah. That's another popular option. Or yeah. You're trying to leave Chris. Except we're usually, photo. we're usually not taking a Ferrari to Porsche out of the trailer. We're taking a janky Civic and a Yamaha scooter out of the trailer. That's what we're doing. <laughs> it's that. So, right, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, Cal, I've, what got, are, I've got pictures of all these too. It's so <laughs> crazy. What are the most popular cars in the fleet for the people who really enjoy driving? Well, if you've listened to any rap videos recently, uh, rap songs, it is always the Lambo and Rari. Um, that is what people love. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that, that, but I, am, I will always refer to that now as a Rari. Rari. <laughs> <laughs> so people love them. I, I'm a huge Ferrari fan, of course, but um, hands down, the biggest three, Porsche, Lamborghini, Ferrari. Um, we ended up Actually, we're going to Seattle in a few weeks. We have six Huracans going to Seattle. Wow. Um, yeah. Damn. We're going to have a 20-car fleet going to Seattle. Um, Any of the two-wheel drives? No. All six you got that, Dash Force. Do you have that purple one still? No, we that got rid of the purple one. That was a monster. It Jesus. was. Yeah, but um, you could only fit it if you, if you were between five foot six and five foot eight. Outside of those parameters, you couldn't fit in it. Yeah, we've we've made some mistakes buying some cars over the years, getting some special edition ones that, you know, personally I liked the 16M. That was great. Um, so for those of you that don't know the 16M, it's a special edition Ferrari Scuderia that is a convertible. But we got rid of all the convertible cars because they're not great track cars. Um, but it was fun. Got to say I drove one and. Um, but we also had the Performante and some of the other special edition Lambos that, as Mento alluded to, if you didn't fit like exactly my size, um, you couldn't fit in the car. I am built as racer size. Works great for me. Um, not everybody is racer size. And so like six out of 100 people could fit in the car. Um, so we got rid of some of those special edition ones pretty early. Um, actually there's a good story on that one with, uh, Joe, our CMO did, a uh, a, a video with, uh, Vinwicky. uh, the guy's out of Atlanta mm-hmm. and, uh, Vinwicky has got some of the stories on that car. Um, but the, uh, let's see. Yeah. We're, we're taking 20 cars, by the way, mental, if you're interested or Chris or Jeff <laughs> or Chrissy or anybody who's interested in coming to Seattle or, Hey, anyone who's never heard of extreme experience until now, um, if you're interested in being an instructor, Seattle, because I'm bringing so many extra cars, I need some extra guys or gals. Um, so please 
please shoot me an email. Um, I could this use is not people. desperate, right? So, so we're gonna we're gonna send you the uh, we're gonna send you a guy named Spank. He's oh very God. used so far away. High horsepower cars. Uh, you can't be a geek off the street. You 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 need to know how to drive a car. More importantly, you need to know how to instruct. Yes. Yeah. Um, which a great um, thing, and, and actually, I'm kind of glad you mentioned that mental. Um, something that recently has been done is the MSF did their certified program. Yeah, yeah, we've talked and about. We had a very similar program internally that we had built um, almost at the same time that MSF did their stuff. So right now, that was the whole thing with um, with Jack Baruth is we're trying to get some momentum um, of getting our program and our curriculum built in as a new level. Uh, in the MSF and while they've got their existing levels, um, which are all fantastic, they've done a great job on, um, we just want to add our own uniqueness to it because it is a very different program than a normal HPDE. Um, but something that I'm definitely using right now for a lot of the people who were onboarding is if you've got your level one or level two MSF certification um, that forward goes me having to do a lot of background checks and calling all of your references. Um, so it has shortened the time that I spend on, um, the, just the background work for hiring a new instructor. So if you've got all that stuff, you've either got a level one or level two certification, um, definitely hit me up because that's the first step and making uh, it I'm- out. I'm sure we'll link it in the notes. So why don't you uh, pimp your email address or however they want to contact you? Uh, the best way to do it is either send me an email at cal, C-A-L, at xxspeed.com or um, you can. Oh, no. Oh, no. Right when he's plugging his phone number. Right when he's plugging his stuff. Come oh, back. Well. So Cal at xxspeed.com is a, a good way to follow it or a good way to get a hold of Cal. And you're going to want to list your resume, particularly if you do have your Motorsport Safety Foundation level one. Uh, and, and again, it's it is a they're very particular because obviously you're being entrusted with the safety of somebody's loved ones. So as we've all four talked about on the show, and, you and can't in addition to a Lamborghini, some, a person too. just want to. Make yes. That <laughs> There's that. Yes. Yes. So, but you know, someone very special is driving that Lamborghini, and your job is to make sure that not, not just that they have a good time, which is a huge part of it, but that they have a safe time. Because as the infamous South Park thing goes, mm, if you crash, you're going to have a bad time. All right, cool. So, yeah, we they 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 are really kind of leading the charge in turning what they call motorsports entertainment in standardizing the safety processes. They've been working directly with the Motorsports Safety Foundation. And as Jeff alluded to, that was the whole part of that Baruth article, is they are now establishing the standards for how this should be done nationally, and they're going through that. So get a, and if you can't get a hold of Cal at xxp.com, email us at everyone.racers at gmail.com, and we'll make sure your resume ends up in Cal's inbox, unless unless you're just completely unqualified. And I'm just going to vet you right here, because you know we're picky about that. Chris, you've got some input. 
Yeah, well, just a couple other things that make a good instructor for them is not only some some racing experience is totally necessary. You need to know what you're doing in a car, but also some customer service experience and just in general mm-hmm. instructing or educating experience. If you're a, a, a cor- an instructor at work for whatever you do, I don't care what you teach, you you know some of the principles you need to have here. So that's the kind of thing that's going to help you in in working with XX is being able to talk to those people about how to get better in the oh. car. So. Absolutely, absolutely, and make sure that you know. Yay! That, yeah. Hey, oh, we got back. Hey, Cal's back. back. No worries. You're back. Uh, <laughs> Folks, you, it is, it is, as you well know, 49 episodes. We don't edit, so yeah. yeah Cal, this is, Cal experienced some technical problems. These so are Cal, we pimped your email. We pimped the uh, standards. You should probably try and have your MSF level one. You can't, but just be an acute and uh, as Chris just waxed poetically about if you're an instructor at your job at work and you've got some customer service experience, then you might be exactly right for the world that is the extreme experience instructor. Mm-hmm. That is that is all accurate. That's pretty much the basics. And um, the last thing was if, if someone's interested in joining, um, we use motorsportreg.com. A lot of you guys are familiar with it already because it's the best website for booking your motorsport event. Um, but that's pretty much how I, I book the instructors is uh, people sign up and we go from there. So cool. All right. Yeah. Cal, I'd love to do that uh, event there in Seattle, the 20th through the 30th, but that's my homecoming football game. And well, they'll, they'll never let me leave school for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Looking down your notes, you guys had in here anything that's been disappointing as far as a car that sucked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> McLaren. McLaren. <laughs> so yeah. th- there's been a few cars. The ones that obviously didn't work because they um, they didn't fit people, like the Lamborghinis. Um, but then we, so we can get you into a regular Lamborghini. That's right. Well, we can get you into a Porsche. It fits everybody. Um, awesome. But the the one of the cars that I know they're alluding to is definitely the McLarens. Um, they had some technical issues, but I loved the car. I think it drove phenomenally. It was a blend between an Italia and a GTR, but just couldn't even describe it. I loved that car, but it did. It continually failed. Um, so we and, got tired and, and of rebooking people. No one can work on it, right? Like McLaren yeah. has to come out to fix it. Pretty much. Nothing on that car was easy to, to work with. So we got rid of it. Um, we've had some other cars. We had a Lotus one event. Uh, we were at summit point and we had a Lotus and nobody wanted it. Oh. There was like six people who knew what the car was, and they all loved it and wanted to do it multiple times. <laughs> but everybody, everybody else, else they're yeah. like, why would I choose a Lotus when I can choose a Ferrari? Or because it's a Lotus, man. Exactly. Yeah, only so the I nerds were into that. Um, another car that we had, we had some Aston Martins. Actually, I got to drive the DBS Carbon Edition from Ooh. Chicago to Atlanta. And <laughs> I decided I was no longer an Aston Martin fan. Really? Uh, really? It didn't cruise well. It was just like... 
Good thing we didn't buy one. Well, Astons are uh, much I better guess. looking than they are to drive. Like when we drove that DB9, yeah. yes. I oh, said, were like, no, Meh. no. Like it, yeah. the Mercedes that, ever, that we have already does everything better, except it doesn't look or sound as good. And, you know, okay. Yeah. Meh. You so had we, that- did a, 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 we did a Facebook thing where we asked everybody on Facebook, you know, what cars should we get next? And gave all these options. So they decided we'll bring the Aston Martin back again. Well, that was again, the one at Motor Speedway, right? Um, the, the blue one. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, it was blue. I and, fell in love with that car. I it was terrible on the track. Not <laughs> it's I not a that great. Car. It was horrible. Oh no, and it is, and I, and that's why I liked it so much because it was so out of its element. But it kind of like, you know, it was rather like Helen Mirren in a cage fight. Yes, it's it's <laughs> well, she's going to lose, but she is going to look fantastic Helen doing it. So we've had a lot of cars like that though, where. Ah, love that car. I, I'm actually a very big fan of, funny enough, like my favorite Ferrari is still the California, not just because it says Cal, um, <laughs> but I love front engine rear wheel drive. I think it's awesome. And you know what? People are like, oh, but it's not going to handle as well. If I want a track car, I will buy a track car. I don't want my road car to necessarily be the track car. Um, for the same perform, I mean, for the same money as a the cost difference between a California and an Italia, you could go buy an NPO one and a truck and a trailer <laughs> and then go race, and then still enjoy your California with the top down going down the street to whatever you wanted to. But the Italia is so sexy. It is, but I just that's just me. So, but we've had a few of those front engine rear-wheel drive cars that haven't quite lasted. We had the, the SLS AMG. That so was first, like, to the AMG shirt. You know. with, uh, that was my first weekend with Extreme Experience. And, and by the time I got to that Mercedes, I didn't want to leave it. That was a great that car. That was an awesome car, but it didn't sell well. Again, I love the, the front engine, rear-wheel drive. I drive a Miata, you know, obviously. Um, although, again, one of my favorite cars ever that I've driven on track, aside from the V8 R8, which is just amazing. Um, the other car that I really enjoyed was the new Grand Sports. And I hate it. I never, ever will buy a Corvette. I hate the Corvettes. But I can't argue with the fact that it's probably the best bang for your buck in the country or really in the world right now. It's mm-hmm. just an amazing car. It yeah. was through the S's down at NOLA. My exit speed on just some Pilot Sport Cup 2s was a little over 113, which is Ooh. faster than I was doing in a GT3 on Sport Cup 2s. And I remember well, you told me that in Atlanta Motorsports Park, uh, and you said, Mental, I know you love the GT3. Drive this Grand Sport. It's as fast as the GT3. And if anyone else had told me that, I wouldn't believe them. And I drove that Grand Sport. You were 100% correct. That car was flat-out amazing. But I, and I, It's the best car, but I hate it. I'll never buy one. <laughs> so uh, I know... Car. The the last the weekend I worked last at Summit it was there but it wasn't functioning. Do you have trouble keeping it on the track or is nobody buying it because it's too pedestrian? That is actually why we got rid of it is and that's where I was going with is it's been one of the worst reliable cars we've ever had was the Corvettes because we had to go automatic and they are one of the only companies still doing an actual still the automatic. real slush box yeah 
And everybody else has gone to some form of a transmission that can be automatic, that is mind-blowingly amazing, except for GM. But <laughs> save a hundred grand. And if you're actually buying this car for yourself, of course you're going three pedals. So why make this car have a great automatic transmission other than for to serve our needs at extreme? Um, <laughs> it's for the, yeah. the which, fat which old totally man demographic. Should. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, we, GM, we, yeah. make the extreme extreme experience edition of the Corvette. Come on, guys. Oh, there yeah. you go. So, yeah. Hopefully, we'll see what the uh, the new mid engine Corvette's going to do. You know, um, there's that. We are really interested in looking at that, and um, but you know, we've gone from the Stingray to the Z06 to the Grand Sport, and all of them. We, we Gary, 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 Gary. Right? Yeah. Uh, I love that video. Um, <laughs> if you guys don't know so, what Mental's referring to, he had a, a, a customer riding with him named Gary, who <laughs> Mental's only way of communicating to him was Gary, 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 <laughs> Gary. And, I think uh, you showed us that video. This doesn't surprise me at all. Part of an instructor. Three turns before the guy ended up sideways um, still on the track surface never left the track surface but he um close enough he was a little overzealous with the gas pedal <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually we were just at that track last weekend yes yes i i, I do enjoy that track all right we have all a few right. more questions uh any car that you would love to take home the, the one no okay. no one no, Good. none. Other than all right, the Corvette Grand Sport, which I've already told you, best car, but I wouldn't buy it. if they gave it to me. Absolutely, sure. We're gonna give you this one, whatever. That would <laughs> that would be it. Although really? I, I have said for years, because well, you can get a three panel. Expensive, yeah, yeah. But I would take whatever's the most expensive and then resell it and get something practical. <laughs> That's, that was not the <laughs> that was good. Good answer. Good answer. Um, oh. There's not a good car to drive. I mean, they're all great to drive. They are. But, but not as a daily. Yeah, there's they're just not dailyable. They're um to I me, thought you were gonna say NSX all the way. I, I love the NSX, but ultimately I guess I would take the V eight R eight and I would get it with the gated six speed and that would be the only car I would say I would truly go out and get out of all these. The the problem is the maintenance. It, it's amazing. You are thinking way too much on this question. No, he's thinking just right. <laughs> But that well, that underscore is exactly why Extreme Experience is a perfect place to experience these cars. Sure. Yeah, you totally. don't want to pay you don't pay that maintenance bill. I no. mean, goodness, uh, a set of tires for a GT3 costs more than my Boxster. Chrissy, yeah. that's the reason we didn't buy a Ferrari when we bought the NSX. We could have had a variety of Ferraris or Aston Martins or anything sure. like that. No, we we picked the, the the Honda Accord of exotic cars, and <laughs> it's been working out great. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah, though, that. That V8 R8 was the best balanced car. I loved that thing. The problem is the V8 is just not made anymore. They put the V10 in it, which is more powerful. It is faster, but um, they lost a little bit of the balance, in my opinion. Um, but I love that car. Either that or, honestly, the our lead cars, the Chevy SS. <laughs> I've driven them a lot on the road, and they are great. Um that's a good, that's a good plug for the like. general there, since yeah. he took such a hit earlier. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, you know, better than a Corvette. It, I would argue that all day long, especially with a baby, I need a back seat. You know? 
Cal, um, you, you just need to get out of the city where you can have lots of cars. See, because I have a Corvette, <laughs> I have a truck, I have a daily, I have a trailer, a race car, three hundred race truck. Out of out of all the cars we've ever had, um, the one that I think was probably the, the coolest car that we had, I would go back to the Goldwing uh, door SLS AMG. Yeah. It's just awesome. Uh, Cool, and I think it's going to be a, a a classic. So, absolutely wonderful. Well, this has been a lot of fun and good good info and great stories from you, Cal. We really appreciate uh, all, all the good times. And hey, if anyone out there wants to give instructing a try and has the right the right qualifications to do it, get in touch with Cal. We'll have his uh, his info in in the show notes, and he's already said it a few times. So, fantastic. So. I think now that means it's time for our favorite time spot of the whole show. <laughs> Just Tip. 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 I actually think I might Tip. have done it better last week. No, you guys Tip. do a great job. All right, tonight we talked about instruction, how you can get in the right seat, um, but this is often a different sensation. So you might get motion sickness, even if you don't usually get motion sickness. So, uh, especially because you're not in control, if, they, if you are letting people out of control. Um, some things you might consider, uh, ginger in some form, which we have been using with our, uh, co-wor- our co-workers, our, uh, our, our, our teammates that are... are um, prone more often than not to motion sickness uh watching your breathing and make sure it doesn't get too quick uh mental so it also helps the keep the other driver to stay calm so if you're calm they're calm you are not getting sick uh and keeping hydrated anybody else have some ideas oh yeah uh, oh yeah okay now go yeah go for it you got dramamine of course dramamine Uh, don't fall asleep um (laughs) Funny enough, if you are a coffee person, a lot of people, after having coffee, it can do some things. So switching to tea in the morning can also help. Um, mm, quite a few guys have been doing that. Um, yeah, gotta have my coffee. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm a coffee, coffee guy. <laughs> uh, Chris, Chris what's your what's your pre race ritual? Uh, put on my race suit. <laughs> do what? Yeah. <laughs> Grab a Red Bull. P and then dominate. Awesome. Dominate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. What's your pre-instruction ritual? Uh, prayers and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my my pre my pre-instruction ritual is sneak in nice and early. Try and sneak your helmet into the nine eleven. Get there. Realize mental's already there. Curse him out. Search quickly for another car. Go, oh, Lamborghini. <sighs> okay. Ferrari. No. Yeah, for, uh, I love Ferraris. So uh, I'll give one here, and it's uh, if you are instructing, I think it's important that you, you, you make sure that you are in a seated position that is going to feel stable. And I'll mention this one because the uh, F430 had a really, I don't know whether it was a wider seat or a flatter seat, but I, I could never keep myself still in the in the right seat. And I had to kind of like twist my body and like, like put my foot on the fake dead pedal to just kind of keep there. And, um, you know, y- you need to really make sure that you are stable. 
Because if you're flopping around in the cockpit, it's it's just going to be worse. Okay. Good tips. Don't yak in someone else's car or supercar. For serious. Just don't. don't (laughs) Honestly, if you feel it coming on, another lap is not going to make it better, Pitt. (laughs) 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 This is so true. That's a great place to wrap up. Okay, you got to hang out with our team. A couple (laughs) races ago, one of our pukey guys, we shall call him Ralph, calls (laughs) into his buddies and says, I'm not feeling well. I have to come in. And they go back on the radio. No, we're busy. Stay out. Stay out. No, we're dressing. Um, we're, we're, we'll be at the wall in just a minute. Nope. They're sitting around doing nothing, eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> He's calling in. No, guys, I really need the pit now. I'm not feeling well. They said, oh, okay, we'll be there in a minute. We're almost there. They're still not dressed. I'm like, you jerk-offs. <laughs> okay, so uh, before we go into our next show, uh, Cal, do you want to give how people can get in touch with you? Any things that they should check out? They want to go to the websites, all that stuff. Of course. Um, if you are interested in instructing, um, even if you don't want to instruct with extreme experience, honestly, I've met a ton of instructors, uh, chief instructors from other programs. If you are just interested in being an instructor in general, let alone with supercars and things like that, reach out to me. I can always get you in contact with somebody who is maybe the, the best fit for you. Um, but my email address is Cal, C-A-L at xxspeed.com um, and if you have trouble getting in touch with me for any reason you can always email mental and he'll pass it along absolutely excellent yeah even if you never want to instruct go ahead to the uh msf motorsports safety found foundation safety whatever it is uh, uh website and check it out because you should know what your instructors are learning even doing uh msf1 is going to help you as a driver understand what your instructor is going to do for you and a big tip for anybody that is going to be driving on track whether it's their first time on track or first time at a new track, um, go with somebody who knows the track and let them know what you're letting them know ahead of time, what you're looking for really helps as an instructor. Cause as a new instructor, you're, you're, or not even a new instructor as an instructor with someone new to the track, you are always wondering what it is that they're looking for. Are they looking for more speed? Are they looking for whatever it is? And, um, so communicate as a student, to your instructor because that goes a long way. Totally. Absolutely. That's great. Okay. Next show promo time. Yes, we have Kathy McCause McCause Fuss. I'm sorry. AKA Top Dog with Lucky Dog Racing will be on uh, to talk about Lucky Dog series, possible TV show, and Flocktoberfest. Want to know more? Check out next show. We are definitely going to be talking to Flocktober, talking about Flocktoberfest. We're definitely mm-hmm. going to be talking about xxspeed.com. And I did a quick Google because I wanted to make sure not to butcher it. It's motorsport-safety.org. That is the place that you can learn about uh, getting an instructor level one or just learning more about getting in the right seat. Anyone else have anything good for the order before I hit the song? Oh, oh uh, the Go ahead. thing we talked about yep. at the beginning of the show. Go so ahead, Cal. George, the, the George, George uh, Clues form. Yes. Yep. Uh, Wine Country Motorsports, excellent group of guys. Uh, George actually worked with them as well. They set up a GoFundMe page. Um, I believe the link is in the show notes. And uh, they had a $5,000 goal, 
And of the $5,000 they have raised as of now, $17,926. Excellent. Because awesome. razors, razors are just great people. They are. So keep that going, guys. Um, it's, it was something where um, we, were, we were there, and um, the family is very, very lucky to have all the friends that George does. And uh, NASA is actually going to let his brother run his race for him for the national championship. So Jamie Close will be representing Ooh, his brother awesome. at the NASA championships down at Coda. Cool. Great news. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, we will end it there. Thank you for downloading us. We hope you enjoyed this week's edition of everyone racers. We also hope you will join us in raising some money for uh, the family over there and join us in the world of driving, racing and building because and everyone can be and instructing. And because everyone can be a racer, even you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, now on Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast. You're hearing us now, so just keep doing it. If you have any <laughs> questions or want to give us some show ideas, drop a comment on our Facebook page, Everyone Racers, or like our Race Team Facebook page, 3 Pedal Mafia Race Team. If you'd rather not venture into the void that is the Book of Faces so they can keep stealing your information... Just email us at everyone.racers at gmail. Find our Instagram and Twitter at everyone racers. Thanks again. And until next week, I swear I'm going to shorten this promo at the end. Keep the shiny side up unless there is no shiny side. And then just keep the wheels down. <laughs>